Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. Have I ever mentioned that sometimes I get the urge to beatbox during that? <laughs> I think that I do. I think all of our I, listeners I feel probably like feel the same. That. Yep. Um, anyway. Is that beatboxing? Oh. Ouch. He knows exactly where to hit Ouch. you. <laughs> it's going to do the most damage. On Sunday, I did have a church member uh, be very kind and was trying to encourage me about uh, my past two weeks of uh, sermon <laughs> before, you know, Chris Uh-oh. did this one and, and then said like, as we were almost, as we were walking away, you know, again, I said, thanks for the encouragement. And she goes, yeah, I just hope, you know, be encouraged. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, like, like, and then I kind of paused cause I had this moment of, wait, is this, was this a reference to the podcast or not? And so I said it and I was like, Oh, was that a joke about the podcast? And she's like, "What podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're good. No, no never mind. No. <laughs> never mind. We're good. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But like you're not that. the only one saying being cursed. I, I, yeah, I hope not. I, that would, man, that would be really wow. disappointing. But yeah, be wow. encouraged. Wait, no. Now we got to turn it off. Anyway, they'll forgive us. They'll forgive us they'll if we keep us. talking. Hey, we're. What are you doing? <laughs> Hey, we've been, hey we've been on hiatus chris chris has his glasses on and he's trying to look closer to his screen and now i'm worried that's right <laughs> trying to see the name john of it was Bowen. really small <laughs> it's okay. really it's really tiny it's really small man okay. well oh too funny there's that yeah we missed last week sorry about that last week was mm-hmm. it last week yes last week was the fourth of july yeah mm-hmm. man that seems like a long, much longer. Yeah, ago the than that. the weeks fly and they also crawl, and it's kind of strange that we're in July already. Um, but here we are. Yeah. Um, we are in First Samuel. We are about to get into the second half of right David versus Goliath. Yep. I sent Dave, or, uh, Chris, the suspense I sent, is building. I sent you this video. I didn't send uh, you guys this video because it's just honestly, it's kind of worthless. But this guy did a TED talk and he was talking about how David versus Goliath is so misrepresented because right. David's actually um, obviously going to beat Goliath. Like that, there's no like uh, mismatch here. Like it's. Goliath brought a sword to a like a gunfight, a sling fight, <laughs> yeah, type thing, and it's like, and he's, you know, because he's so big, and by big he means six nine, um, right? Uh, he he definitely thinks Goliath was like six nine. Um, by Goliath being that that big, and the the interesting one to me was he said that the uh, armor bearer going out before him was that the armor bearer was leading him into the battle. Oh, because like he's such he, a frail person that he, he's like, he can't see well. <laughs> he's the reason he's so tall is because he has this disease that like, uh, um, Andre, like the giant had type or whatever yeah. that pushes like the, uh, there's like a, it, uh, brain tumor that pushes against the pituitary, oh, pituitary gland that, yes. that then makes them grow larger. But then when they get, older it pushes against their um whatever visual optic nerve nerve. um and then they can't see and they see double that's why he says sticks why do you come at me like a dog with sticks wow instead of a stick because he saw two sticks because he's you know they got this thing shepherds carried two sticks and he didn't respond to david until he was closer um because he you know didn't 
didn't wow. know that he was even there. Like the whole thing was like Goliath had no chance. And Which explains like, why all the men of Israel were so terrified of him, right? Yeah, nobody else went up against him because <laughs> this flail, this frail blind guy was coming out as the champion of the Philistines. Well, and they all felt bad Exactly. I'm not going to be the that guy. So he, uh, <laughs> right? So he, anyway, like all these different things about how you know he was exp- like Goliath was expecting an infantryman, not a ranged weapon, and so like he. He does like he can't fight against a range weapon with the way that he's right. Whatever. And I was like, doesn't he have a javelin? Yeah, it says that. I, I feel like maybe the javelin's not. A... Anyway, the the whole thing to me, I was like, huh? Like, I don't. I think there's some big questions he's I, missing. I think I think maybe you're trying to find the new instead yeah, of exactly the, right. Um, right. But yep. it, anyway, I was. It was it was funny. It was at least worth. We watched in there for a minute to be like, what? But yes. Anyway. I, I do, by the way, I do disagree when people talk about that the miracle is the fact that the stone killed, hit Goliath and knocked him down. Like, no, that's the, that's the, one of the few things in this story that's not miraculous is, yes, slingers can crush a man's skull. That, mm-hmm. that is not like, what? That could never. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's actually why the slingers were so terrifying is that they could do that. But I imagine with the helmet that he was wearing, it was still a really good shot. It was, it would have been a, but yeah, right between dang. the eye forehead type of shot. And while the giant's charging him and while he's running at the giant, but that's like what everything about it. Like, so that's cool. what he was telling Saul he could do. Like, right. that's what I was like. I can, I can, I can kill lions. Right. Like, I, with my bare hands, I, if I have to. I don't think that, uh, you know, he's not expecting to die he's expecting god to deliver him into his hand absolutely and it's not just because he has a 12 year old's understanding of his own <laughs> right <laughs> it's not bravado yeah it's not it bravado. seems to be faith. i think he knows yep. he knows what he's doing and it's faith yep but it is fascinating still fascinating yeah i had i had heard about i, I had heard gladwell's book referenced a couple of times and en- well enough to know that i was not all that interested in reading it so is that what Gladwell says? That's who you. That's who that was. Malcolm yeah. Gladwell. Yeah, that's who you were citing. It that's was like funny. Okay, I was like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd never heard this before, and I definitely hadn't read anything that he had done. And wasn't. I mean, it's a TED talk. I guess he has to. Yep. Get that notoriety from somewhere, but. Well, we're gonna be we're gonna have some fun with some different aspects of it, but again, seeing the clear. You know, here's here's David's response. Here's Saul's response, and you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I I am shocked that Saul is not shamed into going and fighting Goliath mm-hmm. when David shows up. Like that's one of those to me that's like seems obvious. Yeah, the tall that that this big man tries to give him his armor. Like I, I've got another crazy idea. What if you put that armor on? And you went out and fought Goliath, but who was it? Somebody I heard uh, one time preach about this was saying that that Saul was trying to take credit for Dave. Uh, that's for I, the, the only other person I've ever heard say that was me, and that's I don't know that I believe that. It just makes me wonder, like, could he have thought, yeah, that people would think it was him walking out onto the battlefield? I don't, I don't know that that's legit, as even yeah. possible. But was he? This was his attempt at taking care of David. I like, mean, you got to know, like, number one, that's ridiculous. You put probably, 
you put Saul's helmet on David. Right. And it's looks like a child wearing funny. an adult helmet. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Never mind. Unless David's got a huge head. That that's not ever mentioned. <laughs> it says he's a redhead, so it says he's a redhead. He's big so brained at least. Probably has a huge head. <laughs> Whatever. Paul has a tiny head. And, uh, yeah, I've got I've got a big head and Paul has a small one, so we we don't have a consensus among no, the redheads here. Not at all. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so back we got to, to talk back to the other side. Well, uh, <laughs> okay, just to ahead. jump in with no, a yeah. fun little bit of Hebrew trivia. Hebrew uh, trivia. Yeah. Or at least, again, some insight that um, the Hebrew, I guess, makes clear in a word picture or play uh, that we wouldn't naturally read in English. And back to the comment of, no, Goliath is something. And yeah. he, <laughs> he has a presence. Um, and so, again, as this, as Chris uh, did so well of painting the picture uh, last Sunday of a uh, valley and on the mm-hmm. one side of the mountain, upper side is the Philistines on the other mm-hmm. side is Israel. And they're looking down at this valley in between them. And that's mm-hmm. the danger zone. That's the that's fighting right. zone. And so you know, Goliath would go down to that valley, essentially leaving the safety of his camp, entering into the danger zone of the other and make these taunts. And then nobody from Israel would step into it. Um, it's kind of cool in here in, in verse four, uh, it describes, and there came out from the camp of the Philistines, a champion named Goliath. This, right. this, uh, word champion only appears twice in the old Testament. Okay. Uh, the only other time is also in this chapter later, um, in 23, yeah, 23, um, as he talked with him, behold, the champion, the Philistine of Gath. Right, and right. so again, we talked about what that just is stated, the Philistine, but then the champion. So champion literally means the between. Mm-hmm. And so it's a man of the between. Meaning, like the in-between? Like <laughs> one, like the podcast in-between. Sweet, between. we named ourselves after Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> and we will no. be taken down new, by new a stone. stone. Oh, a child. We are the champion. By a child. Oh, stone. There's so many things right now. Sorry, go ahead, Paul. But no, 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 the whole point of like a man who, a man who owns the, I'm just ignoring it. The man who owns the between being described as the champion, oh, the one who owns the literally like the valley between the valley between. Oh, so because that's he, awesome. This is, this is, if you're on the hillside, this is one of the big, like probably why they, we would assume they had not been fighting yet is they're literally on the hillsides. And we all know from Obi-Wan that. Having the high ground, right? It's true. It, it's the fight's over. Don't even try. I have the um, high ground. But that <laughs> that that if you're at two armies and you are both on a hillside, neither one of you wants to be the one in the valley receiving the receiving charge of the, the other side. And so you you both are they're both staying up here. And, and whatever you do, in between. don't try to flip over them. <laughs> exactly right. Unless you're Obi Wan. Unless you're Obi Wan. Right. And so then it's going to work out just fine. So that's the this is the no man's land. Yeah. And and he that, is someone who can be in the no man's land. He owns the no man's land. Yep. Because that, nobody threatens him. That's a it. champion. And that's a champion. Wow. So where we literally get the word here, mentioned again twice, describing Goliath, is the owner of the in-between. So here's here's another fun one. Uh, we're going we're to reference this. To get People get to get ahead. If you're listening, this is so fun. David, you know, none of us are named David, but does anybody know what David means? 
means, which is interesting in regards to the Jesse, by the way, conversation. Some, it means beloved. Beloved. One. Beloved. That's one. What, yeah. yeah, yeah. We talked. And yeah. So, because I was like, oh, did you mention Paul? that in yeah, the sermon? In the sermon. Yeah. 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 Okay. That, that, the I listened to that sermon. I must have. It was the one that you missed, out. but it was, it was, again, the, the reading between the lines, the fact that Jesse does not get to say David's name or does not say David's name in the introduction to Samuel. Yeah. And the, it's like he can't say beloved. Could wow. he, is youngest. it again? Is it a side of like, oh, I did I not say, I said the youngest because I don't think he's beloved. And so I don't oh, even say his name. Oh, painful. Yeah. Again, <laughs> um, it may not be the case, but if you read it in there, it is interesting that the person who introduces David by name, beloved, is God through his word. <laughs> Which also, Jesse by the way, meaning Hebrew, his name might not have been David. Because in Hebrew... They change their names right, so often. Sure. It may be that his birth name was something else, and that God assigned the youngest David. Yeah, yeah, it could be whatever the Hebrew is for the youngest. <laughs> the youngest. Number eight. That is, that is actually not unlikely. <laughs> there are other people in the Bible whose name means a number. So, and that's that's what kid they are. Um, do you have any friends who are like Trip or something Trey. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Trey, um, Trey, and I didn't know that he was the third until like way later. Way later, and I was like. Oh, and then every person that I knew named Trey, I was like, oh. <laughs> so Goliath is, there's all kinds of, there's all over the map as to what his name means. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had, I had one commentary. I found one commentary that I don't know it's most trustworthy, um, but it's intriguing that he thinks it is, because you translate it from Hebrew or do you translate it from the, the language that the Philistines probably spoke? And it's hard to know. But according to him, it was his name. I've never seen this before, by the way, after what I talked about Sunday, but that his name means lion man. So how about that? Really? That a new, yeah, that's kind of fun. I am the Philistine. I am the lion man. I am the lion man. Um, which we know was is part of, I think, Philistine culture. But it can mean exile is what most people say it means, is it means exile. Hmm. But uh, that doesn't, I don't understand how that fits. It can mean it's like exposed. The, it's like the um, Philistines um, name their kids fearful things, like the uh, yeah. like the Vikings. Yep. Hiccup. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but also another one is Ravager, is a possible. Mm, that's so terrifying. there's your there's yeah. your scary one. Um, Destroyer. Yep. Ravager. Again, these may running. be nicknames. They may be. It's hard to know, but it is it is intriguing that what we have is. Potentially the ravager, lion man, the in-betweener versus God's beloved. Mm-hmm. And so it's one is like, from the biblical perspective, I mean, from the worldly perspective, it sure sounds like this is going to go badly. But from the godly perspective, the beloved one is going to is going to take the day. So I can't believe, believe we named our podcast after the... Uh... The word champion? No, not the word champion. It's the it, it's the battlefield. Yeah, like that just is. Now it's cooler. That's that. The, let me tell you guys, that's providence. <laughs> it had nothing to do with us. That's right. That's pretty cool. I like that a lot. And there's a lot of things to draw from that um, that makes sense for why we're doing what we're doing and actually why we called it the in between. But anyway, yep. um. We're we're, we got to, to we got week. to talk a lot about uh, Goliath last week. Yes, and so we're going to talk a lot about David this week. With some for sure. There's not and that then, many details. I am going to. I will probably pull some kids up on stage. The, by the way, the favorite thing. I don't know if you guys are saw, but that was on so Facebook, fun. I'm oh, telling I you, Sunday afternoon, 
Oh yeah. All, all of my kids, friends yeah. were pictures of their kids in standing front in front of, of Goliath. Well, that's what I said to there like, like 20 of them. Kay came up and hugged me at the end of the first yeah. service, like, but like while we were still having the service. And so I whispered in his ear before they roll that thing up, go see how tall you are. Yeah. And he ran up. He's like, I bet I'm the size of his leg. I was like, I bet you're not even that big. <laughs> yep. And he ran up and sure enough, he hits him where the like skirt starts. The skirt hits him. Yeah. He could walk under. Like, oh my gosh. Up. Yeah. That it, was boy. it was fun. Cause yeah, there's several kids who were like on the edge of the stage, like looking, like not climbing up the steps, like right, not going right. on the stage. Cause again, that was yeah. it. Way to go guys. And then it was really, it was like one of them asked, Hey, can I go up? And I said, no, oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all go up. Y'all go up. And then it was like flood. this flood. <laughs> yep. And it was so, it was so fun. Uh, it was also fun watching and I don't remember who it was, but one of the little boys was standing back there, you know, trying to measure himself. And he did the classic, like, you know, hand on the head but then and it, then yeah at least and, raised a good a good seven inches <laughs> in the like distance the upward of, angle man yeah. isn't that like yeah and then he turned around and he's like wow I'm, I'm, I'm pretty I'm tall six feet you know? <laughs> that's exactly what my and so my the way that my children hold each other accountable with that is they don't put their hand back the other one tells them that's right how tall they are <laughs> And it, yeah. it works out pretty well. <laughs> what a funny thing that kids do that. This is a... I will not. Okay, I got another interesting that I'll just give you a heads up. I have always been stung by Eliab's response to David. Like, is this just an older brother annoyed by his brat little brother like yeah. coming in? Yeah, it, it's, it feels like... Eliab feels the gravity of the situation and right. he thinks his brother is being like snarky. Well, it, snarky or, or like or whatever pride. Yeah. Like prideful. Yeah. Like he's like, are you kidding me? You go up against that guy. You're going to die. Right. Like everybody know, like you're an idiot. Right. Like you would say to your little brother. Exactly. No, you're not going to go fight him. No. What are you? What are you? And at that point, I actually it. think what's happening. By the way, I'll say this Sunday, but the men are fantasizing about yes. what happens if I kill him. I could get the, I could get the gold, and I could get the princess, and yeah, I could the get princess. The, yeah, all the, and it's all the things that it's typical. What you'd expect a fantasies of frightened men would be. Think how cool it'd be if I was the one to kill the giant. Well, if I killed him, I would. And these are teenagers, probably largely these soldiers, just like in all wars, are. You know, Upper 15 to 25, maybe, and they're they've not set their way in life yet, and they're not, and they're thinking, man, what a amazing what a way thing would be. Exactly, what a great way. And David, I think, is just asking. I mean, is this are y'all for real? Yeah, like, like what, is this really what he? What would happens do? if what, you? What really happens? Yeah, like what's the story here? David, I think, just wants because David is already thinking in terms of why hasn't somebody yeah, done well, this? God, yeah, somebody should take him out. Like, why haven't somebody done this yet? And he throws out. Can, can't you see that he's been led onto the field by yeah. a dude? He probably <laughs> exactly. can't see straight. He's only like five feet tall. He's like only this. like, <laughs> and he's blind. Five and a half like, feet tall. He can't see straight. What's, <laughs> I don't understand. Want to fight him. Yeah. I have a sling. You want me to go so, kill him? Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's some stuff missing in that, in that <laughs> uh, theory. Um, but here's what struck me. If this is, as I think it is, after the anointing, then Eliab stood in front of Samuel and, and Jesse said, here we go. It's him. And, and Jesse and Eli Samuel starts to walk towards Eliab to anoint him. And God says, no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, and so he then watched Samuel not anoint him or his next brother or his, all the way down the line. This is like a Joseph situation. Yes. 
Very much so. And it's so, <clears throat> and the yeah. level of shame that that he he might have felt in that moment. And not even a Joseph situation, because with the Joseph situation, it was on, always it was only just Joseph That's saying right. what was going to happen. Right. It's not Samuel, Samuel standing in front of you. Like, Our, maybe the most, most well-known, the most famous man in Israel. And you're like, I got passed over for my tiny brother. Yeah. And much less of it ever came out. That's because God judges the heart. Ooh. Like everything about that, str- I had never put that together. Mm-hmm. And I heard, I read one thing or heard one thing where a guy just referenced like, yeah, there's probably some hurt feelings. There's probably some hard feelings here for David. Like, oh, okay, Mr. Anointed, you're going to come here to the battle. And so anyway, I... And, and again, it fits into the way at least his father continued to treat him. Yeah. So maybe his brother's the same. Yeah. The not favored one. And it's like, oh, great. You're the anointed. Okay, cool. Hey, why don't you go back out with the sheep? Yeah, exactly. And then go, t- go take, go take some sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. To your brothers. So yeah, it is interesting. And, and David's, I was just, I was just asking, like I was just, and then David ignores him. Like David gives him one response. I was just asking. And then he goes and someone goes to Saul. This is the part of the story that feels to me that it's the, like the strangest part is when he, someone tells Saul about David's words. So Saul calls for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, the level of desperation this would imply to me makes is just strange. Hey, there's a kid out here who looks <laughs> like he's really looking to fight this guy. Yeah. So either you talk to him and talk him out of it, or you got to let him go. Yes. And it's like, is this David's like, I'm going whether I have your permission or not? Like, I don't it, know. what's the, That's... what's the tone here is, and I, I don't know what to do with this one because every bit of this. I'm trying. I'm trying to put myself in Saul's position, and I cannot imagine any condition under which David leaves to go fight the giant. I mean, either I am so impressed with David, like, you know, he does a spinning heel kick and knocks the, you know, the pencil out of my teeth or something, and I'm like, oh wow, wow, I'm, oh, oh my gosh, okay. oh you got okay. some chops, you can really do, wow, okay, go. And I mean, yeah, I guess David's if I like, could- I'll do it. Funk, <laughs> exactly. It's something. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's Knocked crazy. the cup out of my hand with Thanks. his sling. It. All right, so you're going to do this? You're going to do it in armor? Yeah, exactly. No. So anyway, I think there's got to be so much more to the story here than the details we're getting. But the fact that it ends with Saul saying, go and the Lord be with you is just wild to me. Um, so I don't I don't know what to do with that. That's the hard yeah, for me. At this, this point, the, the Lord part. is not Saul's Lord. So yeah, I always <laughs> think of it like, there, there is an interesting, I guess, identif- like identification of the problem, or at least who the attack from Goliath is aimed at by Israel and by David. Mm-hmm. Um, because yes. we have in 25 of like, have you seen this man who comes up? Surely he has come to defy Israel. Right. And then here's what the king wants to promise against whoever defeats this threatening presence of like, again, against Israel. Mm-hmm. Right. And David says, well, what shall be done for this man who kills his fills and takes away this reproach from Israel? But then it's like, it's not just Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Right. So David sees this as an affront against God. Mm-hmm. Right. Israel, Saul, and Israel sees this as a threat against Israel. Israel, right. Not against God. And so it's that forgotten notion. And again, I think it's like, it's that who... Like, what is the wage of why you would jump in against this fight? 
well, if the wage is just somebody who's threatening Israel, well, let's be strategic about that. Let's hold off. Let's wait for 40 days. Let's see how this is. I don't know if it's worth the risk of just Israel to go in and fight. But when it's an affront against the living God, well, then, yeah, why are, let's get in there. Let's get in the battle. And so I think there's something interesting about the weight of how who right. carries the affront, you know, who who says, nope, this 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 is about more than just a nation. This is more than just our army. This is about a living God, and that's worth fighting for, his glory. Right. That's how David seems to see it, for sure. Yeah. And again, I've always, you know, picturing David wandering around all day, every day, you know, for a little while, Paul and I, played around with slings mm-hmm. and and when you're carrying a sling around with you everywhere you're you're kind of always looking for little rocks and always testing them out and trying them out and um and uh and so i'm imagining him you know he doesn't have a an ipod or something i mean he's singing and writing music and songs in his head and the, the things that we ever psalms i've always assumed david wrote like the 23rd psalm when he was a child um, when he was walking around with sheep and you just this is what I am to my sheep and this is what my Lord is to me. And it's, and so that, that there may have just been this very deep spiritual, I don't know, it, sophistication sounds like the totally wrong word, like this deep experience of the presence of God, the shepherd. And so that for him, it isn't shocking that when a bear or a lion came after his flock, that he would chase it down or cut it down or knock it down. Or if he had to, grab it by its mane and strike it and kill it. Like just the, just the level of he, he, at least the way he talks about it doesn't sound like courage. It sounds like fearlessness. Yeah. It doesn't sound like, well, so I, I build up my courage and I go face down that animal. It's just, no, that's just what God and I do. I mean, God and I hung out all day, every day. And when the bear came, God and I went and killed the bear and lion came, God and I went and killed the lion. And now there's a Philistine. What else am I going to do? God and I go kill the Philistine now. Like, He's only had one cut, one person in his company for a long, long time. It feels like. Yeah, and again, his alliance is towards the Lord, right? Yeah, and that's why he's going into battle. Saul, who potentially has been, or again, timeline, a little bit of a question, but yeah. probably still at this point, has been told Samuel's not here. The Lord's not with you anymore. You're not the chosen anointed. Yep. So his concern goes down to just Israel, not up to the Lord. Um, but then again, the irony of the statement in thirty-seven. Um, well, like you just said, the Lord who delivered him from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistines. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Mm-hmm. And the irony of he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Saul, you, f- you finally got something right. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. finally got it right. Uh, the Lord is with, with David and that's why he gets to go. Yeah. And, and not Saul. Not Saul. And, and not that's Saul. why Saul doesn't go. Mm-hmm. Oh. Didn't get to go. Yep, that's interesting. Yeah, that's good stuff. Are you about to start the music? Yeah, we have. We haven't talked about what the five stones mean. <laughs> oh, be encouraged. <laughs>